for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. The podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture. And these actions align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. I appreciate you tuning in to the podcast episodes each week. My work in the field and my experiences as a leader give me many things to share. You know, I'm a teacher at heart, so I think you've recognized that there are stories alongside tactics throughout the Accelerate Your Performance episodes. If you have areas you're interested in hearing about, I hope you let me know. We have so many experiences and questions that are common. It's great to learn from each other. Today, we'll focus on breaking barriers to improve workplaces. And a big aspect of breaking barriers is shifting away from silo thinking. Can you recall a time when you've been frustrated with a department in your organization? You've needed something to run efficiently. You communicated the issue, and you were told nothing could be done to solve the problem. Or you feel ignored because no one responded to you at all. Are your leaders constantly fighting about who's supposed to be responsible for something and blaming others when things don't get done? Are people in departments hoarding information because they don't see a need for people to know? Are you frustrated because no one seems to want to step up and change things? And people may say things like, oh, well, that's the way it is. This happens way too often in our organizations. So how do we create a culture that changes this mindset? Here's what I feel confident about. People who work in our organizations possess unlimited potential to influence positive organizational results. They have the ability to solve problems, adapt to unforeseen situations, and collaboratively work to execute actions. You know, last week we focused on the job that everyone has in organizations, which is executing well. One way to execute well is for people to make decisions with enough data without letting perfection getting in the, get in the way of acting. I've had the great pleasure of working with the University of West Georgia during the past five years. As many organizations, people at UWG felt that their department teams just simply worked with too much silo thinking. When problems occurred, it was really difficult to break through and solve them. So to address this longstanding barriers issue, we created a barriers team. It was comprised of members from throughout the university. We wanted to create a way to break silos to solve problems. Their job was to identify a longstanding barrier, do the research on the problem, and work with their respective department to solve the problem. A major goal was to gather just enough information to solve an issue in a timely way. Not too much, not too little, just enough. Before we talk about the specifics of the barriers team, let me give you a brief overview of the Engage West initiative at the University of West Georgia. President Kyle Marrero joined the University of West Georgia, or UWG, six years ago. This was his first presidency, and his goal was to create a best place to work environment. 
Gallup research tells us that people who work in great places have better results. And over the years, the University of West Georgia has recorded increased student enrollments, higher retention and graduation rates, record fundraising, and better quality of life for students on campus. Every year, we work with UWG to administer an employee engagement survey where all leaders receive results aligned to the feedback from their respective units, from faculty and staff. All leaders roll out the results to their teams and develop action plans outlining areas for improvement. At UWG, people know the mission, to create a best place to work, learn, and succeed. They've created an execution plan aligned to their strategic plan and created best place to work standards that define what their values look like when people are living them. And the university has committed to holding leadership development institutes for leaders four times a year, as well as creating continuous professional development for faculty, staff, and frontline leaders. What a great accomplishment for a university. When I first started working at UWG and with the team, I heard feedback that processes were broken. So we decided to create a barriers team. And the goal was to form a group of cross-unit people who could solve some of the issues that were at hand. Kind of interestingly, a barriers team aligns to a lean approach called Kaizen. So you've probably read about that somewhere along the way. And Kaizen is a strategy where employees at all levels of an organization work together proactively to achieve regular incremental improvements to organizational processes. Employees, not necessarily leaders, but employees are actively engaged in identifying issues, researching solutions, and then following through with the implementation of the improvements. So by launching this barriers team at UWG, we believed the best solutions would come from the people doing the work day in and day out. And boy, how right we were. So what then is a barriers team? It's just simply a business or functional process improvement team. When things are broken, it's a team that comes in to figure out how we fix things. The team identifies those barriers that get in the way of employees being able to do their jobs in the most expeditious and supportive way. And the team also focuses on breaking barriers that impede customers from having high levels of satisfaction with the services. Here's what's important about a barriers team. It's not management-led. It's driven by a cross-functional team composed of a diverse group of people. And that management has to entrust the team to do the work of identifying and solving the problems And the goal is for 90% of the issues that are presented to be approved by management. The UWG Barriers team has had tremendous success. They've had leadership approval for 100% of the barriers broken since the team's inception four years ago. That's because they've implemented a solid approach that empowers them to solve problems alongside good communication with leadership. The fun part about this is President Marrero recognizes each barrier solved by dedicating a sledgehammer that hangs in the administration building foyer. 
The sledgehammer has the broken barrier engraved on the handle. When a barrier is broken, he acknowledges the barrier's team with an announcement to the university and then ceremoniously hangs the sledgehammer on the wall. When you walk in Sanford Hall, it's one of the first things you see. The UWG Barriers team members understand that their role is to focus on the organization rather than on themselves or their respective departments. In other words, team members are not there to protect their turf. They serve to improve university processes for the betterment of all employees. The team establishes a rotation process on a way to select a chair. That's how they start. And they also establish rules of engagement or ground rules to represent the way team members will conduct business and the way they interact with one another. Just for a reference point, rather than reinvent the wheel, I recommend when I work with barriers teams that they use eight ground rules developed by Roger Swartz that you can find in his HBR article, Eight Ground Rules for Great Meetings. These are comprehensive research-based ground rules I've found highly effective to use with teams. So once we establish the team, we talk through their ground rules, what they mean, what they look like in action. We then help the team create the right team mindset. So what process does the team use to solve problems? At the beginning, I recommend that the team undertake a less difficult problem. We have to learn how to work as a team with other department leaders and follow a process that works best for the team. We have our team and we now know our ground rules. Now we get to work by applying a continuous improvement approach that we use time and time again called PDSA or Plan, Do, Study, Act. PDSA is an interactive and iterative approach for continually improving processes, products, and services and for resolving problems at hand. I'll address more about the PDSA approach in a later episode. Learning about the approach is not what's important. What's most important is really looking at the types of questions that this barrier team responds to. So they ask, what is the problem at hand? What could be done differently to solve the problem? Who can help us better understand the problem? How will we identify what works, does not work, and how will we make modifications? When do we have enough information to formalize the new process and communicate why this solution, what it is, and how the process will work? That's the work of the team, is working collectively to answer those questions until they get to the point of being able to formalize a solution to the problem. We answer these questions so that we have enough information to make a good judgment and put that process in place. And we also know we need to continue to study and modify it as we learn more. So just because we put a process in place and formalize it doesn't mean it's the end. If we wait until the solution is perfect, we'll never put anything in place. And if we put a solution in place too quickly, our solution may present a continued problem. In other words, we just trade one problem for another. As a cross-functional team of employees follows this type of approach, the organization begins to shift from a siloed culture to a continuous improvement culture. When people ask us, 
how do we break the silos? We put a team like the barriers team together so that they're working collaboratively and cooperatively with each other to improve specific areas in the organizations. Why do they do this? Because we want to create a place where it's a great place for employees to work. And we want to provide them with the resources and processes needed to be their best at work. Striving to provide better ways to work now becomes just part of our mindset. What we know is that people are our greatest resource for improving processes and systems in our organizations that simply aren't working. When leaders create approaches such as the barriers team, they create a better work environment where employees engage with others to build solutions to pesky problems. I've found barriers team to have triple wins. Problems are solved, trust is established between leaders and employees, and people are happier at work because they have better processes. Creating a barriers team is not an easy task. But this week, consider putting one together. Who would be the members of this team and why? How would you structure the team? How would you recognize team accomplishments? What are the one or two major barriers this team could solve? And how could a team like this help your organization? And if you were a member of this team, what would it mean to you? I'm proud of the work that the University of West Georgia team has done. The Barriers team members took their jobs very seriously and made a difference at UWG. I think it can make a difference in your organizations as well. So thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next episode where we focus on small things that drive personal success. Have a great week.